The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God, and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you do not even have a bucket and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? who gave us the cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flock? Jesus answered and said to her, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternity. The woman said, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes... He will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking with you. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days.
many more began to believe in him because of his word. And they said to the woman, we no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this is truly the savior of the world. The gospel of the Lord. So the question remains for each one of us on this pilgrim journey during this season of conversion, this season of Lent, which path will you choose? Which path will you choose? The certainty is this. Whichever path we choose, we will have thirst. We will be thirsty. Now, I don't know if you can remember in your mind's eye, I'm sure you can. I can remember the first time when I was little and I was playing basketball and we had practice and everything and everybody's like, coach, when are we gonna get a drink? Coach, when are we gonna get a drink? We're still running, our mouths are dry and all that stuff. Finally, coach says, okay, you can go to the water fountain. Everybody goes running over there and you're like, I'm first, I'm first. And everybody's like, hurry up, you had enough and all that. Everybody's trying to get a drink and everybody's thirsty. Or like a summer day when you're out there, you're playing, you're just having so much fun and you come in and you say, mom, dad, I need something to drink, I'm thirsty. And yet sometimes in life, we can, we can go about life and we can go out there and like find ourselves in what seems to be the best of places. Maybe we're out there and it looks like this is where I'm gonna quench my thirst, but like in a desert, it's a mirage. We get to it and it's like not quenching our thirst. In the gospel today, and we read the short form, I wanted to read the long one. That's a couple other pages where it goes a little deeper. It's awesome. It's so rich. This John's gospel. But we read this short, but it was packed full of so much. So much our Lord wants to say to you and me this evening. But I think I'd like to bring it all down to this, right? Where our Lord says, give me a drink. Give me a drink. You see, the woman the woman of Samaria, and Jesus was journeying outside of his comfort zone. You didn't go through Samaria. His apostles would have been like, what do we do and go through Samaria? We go around Samaria. And yet Jesus went through Samaria. Jesus was willing to go off-road, off-road. He's the one who said, I'll leave the 99 and go after the one that's lost. He didn't just talk to talk. He walked the walk, and he walked the walk, and he was tired he was tired. Jesus was tired. He said he came to the well and he was there and he was tired and he rested. Jesus was like us and is like us in all things but sin. Even with his body seated at the right hand of the Father, a glorified body. Jesus got tired. Jesus cried. Jesus was thirsty. Jesus was hungry. And Jesus was tired and he went and he was seeking out this woman in a particular way, and found himself at the well. And the moment came where he could say, give me a drink. Give me a drink. He was thirsty. She was thirsty. 
Jesus is the way, was on the path, the way, and he went off road, out of the way, in the heat of the day, at a time when you didn't really go to the well, and that woman was at the well because she had been walking a path of shame. And it may not have been wholeheartedly, and it's true, all her fault, because Jesus stood for that woman caught in adultery, and he says, any of you who have not sinned in another account, you be the first to throw the stone, and they all went away. They all went away. And so Jesus knew her heart, or loved her heart, and knew her story, her whole story. And if you read the longer version, you hear about the story. Go get your husband in the longer version. And she says, I don't have a husband. And he says, you're right in saying that. You've had five and the one that you're with is not your husband. She was thirsty. He was thirsty. What was Jesus thirsty for? We can find the answer to that when we go to what Jesus was longing for, to go to the cross for you, me, and all humanity. When he hung on that cross and he cried out, I thirst. He was thirsting for her. God doesn't need us. He chooses to invite us into his mystery. Because he loves us and he wants to bless us. As St. Paul's saying in that second reading in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, encouraging those first Christians, hope does not disappoint. For the love of God has been poured out on us through the Holy Spirit. It's been given to us. The living water that wells up to eternal life Water prefigures the Holy Spirit. We thirst for the love of God. We thirst for the love of others. We thirst for this eternal life. And though we try to quench our thirst through the things that are, we're going to be thirsty again. But the thirst that Jesus has is truly for you and for me. Father Mike was telling me on the way in, and yes, I'm very distracted, okay? Sometimes I'm paying attention, I see somebody or someone tells me a story, and I'm like, homily material. Homily material. Father Mike told me, coming right on in, he's like, hey, hey, Father, I mean, literally, the song's already being sung, and he's like, I gotta tell you something, I'm gonna meet with a couple people tomorrow, so a couple people, man, it's amazing, I'm gonna meet with a couple people, but three people I'm meeting with them, and you know, one person I'm meeting with tomorrow, I mean, they're just kind of, coming back to the, to the church and they're coming back and it's amazing and it's, and he goes, Father, to be honest with you, I gotta tell you, you know, you know me, Father, you know, we're talking father to father. He goes, Richard, you know, and I said, yes, Mike, he goes, to be honest, you know, I'm really not really that big. It's my personality, it's my temperament. I'm not big on the whole stand up and greet the person around you at the beginning of Mass. <laughs> father Mike says, that's not me. That ain't me. But he say, I get it now. Be 
because someone that I'm meeting with tomorrow is coming back and feeling like they're welcome because it was that moment a week ago where someone turned around and said, hello, what is your name? And it was what they were longing for. It was what they were thirsting for. It was not easy for Jesus, but Jesus was willing to get uncomfortable and go out of the way because he was thinking of others. We come together to worship our God who loves us and he pours out his Holy Spirit upon us. But what we have freely received, the love of God in our heart poured out on us, we're called to pour out on our world and it will cost us. In our domestic churches, in our homes, it will cost us to think of somebody else. That was a beautiful story. That was a beautiful story. And another person told me another one of another person, you know, who had been 10, 15 years away from the Catholic church and turned around and they've been going to another church. They found the love of Jesus there and they found themselves back here and they turned around and someone said, hey, are you been here? Yeah, actually, I've been away for 10 years, but I'm here checking it out. That's what they needed. It's what they were thirsting for. My brothers and sisters of Christ, here's, here's the bottom line to this homily, to this message, the little take home that we can take home. And I'm gonna give you and me three words, three letters. We're back to the three little things. Back to the three letters. We're getting ready for spring training baseball, right? Baseball? I'm really getting distracted right now, baseball, right? I got a hit. Can actually got a hit. H I T. Say it with me now. H I T. One more time, please. H I T. One more time, please. H I T. Imagine. Imagine if you and me hold on to H-I-T and we write it down. We put it somewhere visible, back to that post-it note, back to somewhere in the car, back to on my shoes when I'm going to play or whatever it is, H-I-T. He is thirsty. He is thirsty. Where is Jesus thirsty in your life? Where are the moments in your life as they are in my life where we have to go off-road through the rugged terrain, through the briars and the storms and through the storms and through the the limited visibility, listening to him, walking with him, modeling him to go after the one that is lost and that is thirsting in our life because he is thirsty in you and in me and in everybody around us. He is thirsty. How might you give him a drink?